0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. We are counting down now until free agency begins. In fact, as we're starting to record this, I believe we are exactly 48 hours away from the start of free agency let's go this is going to be so much fun on friday free agency kicks off and we've got some news because as expected stuff is already starting to trickle out about what may take place we've got some options being picked up some being declined other kinds of moves to dive into lots of stuff to talk about before we get into all of it though we've seen obviously a a lot more people viewing the show listening to the show this time of year this is really our wheelhouse right so We tend to expect there to be an uptick around this time. So let me just give the quick pitch right now. For those of you who don't typically watch the show, this isn't part of your daily routine. Do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We don't just do this during this time of year. We're here all year long. We've been called the best kept secret in the NBA sports world, we would like to lose that title by getting out there to even more people. And the growth we've been experiencing is absolutely fantastic, but we sure would appreciate it if you guys would hit that subscribe button, turn on your notifications, and of course, follow us over on the podcast side as
2: well. Yeah, I think you hit all of it, man. I get nothing out other than just do what the man said. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll click a couple buttons. It's not that hard to to click buttons. I'm going to check. I'm going to check right now while we're live on the show and see where we're at. And I'm going to I'm going to put the challenge out there to to Front Office Nation. We are at 216 ratings on Apple. Not bad. That's good. Happy with that. Mm-hmm. Let's try to get that up to 225 by. I'm going to ask by the start of our free agency show on uh, Friday night. So that's two days. Nine of you can go in there and give a rating. So please get, get it up to 225 and, uh, and and we'll go. I will add this too. Um, so they didn't have nothing to add, but I'm going to. A couple of people asked, are we still going to have front office Friday on Friday? We'll see what the day looks like. But yeah. you will have a live show Friday night where Trevor and I sit down and we kind of go through. It will be late for those of you on the East Coast. Um, for those of you on the West Coast, it will probably – be kind of late-ish for you too. Uh, it's generally, you know, sometime around midnight or so is when we'll probably uh, go through. We generally go live. We we kind of go through and go through the days, whatever happened to that day's deals, and give our thoughts. And if the last couple of years are any indication, we'll get. Probably one or two uh, more things that come out uh, mm-hmm. during that. We we won't go live right at the start of free agency. No. It's just too busy. There's too many things going on, and it just wouldn't be a very good show, um, to be quite honest with you. So, but we'll be live at some point um, Friday evening. Um, we'll see how it goes earlier in the day if there's enough stuff to get into. But in reality, we'll probably be rested up for what will be a busy a uh, few days, and then right as everything starts to the initial wave slow down. We'll be jumping on airplanes and headed west to Las That's Vegas. That's right. Super excited, and you know, for me, headed west, and uh, you know, can't, can't wait to get out there to Las Vegas and get get in everything, and you know, see you in person for the first time in a, a while. A very That's long right.
1: time. So literally you know, years. For
2: that. Yeah, I might tackle you. I might just run <laughs> up and give you the big hug tackle. And take down. We'll see how it goes. Depends on where where I see you the first time. If it if it won't get me arrested. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm I'm picturing the, uh, the scene in the office when Michael Scott learns that Jim and Pam are engaged <laughs> yep. and, Jim, and Jim just gets tackled. From, yeah. Yep.
2: That's, that's yep. going to be me. I'm going to um, Terry Tate office linebacker you right in the middle of uh, <laughs> uh, some, some casino in Las Vegas and take you down.
1: <laughs> oh, people are going to look around thinking I'm a card counter or something right? like that. Like <laughs> what, what did this guy do? Um, <laughs> I, let me
2: tell you one quick thing. And my wife's least favorite thing that I do to her sometimes in the store, like we'll be in Target, I'll grab her, like by like the arm, and I'll be like, "Come with me, ma'am. That'll teach you to shoplift from Target." And like us, will start walking away because she, like, people always look. She's like, "Would you stop? It's not funny." My daughter loves it. She thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. So she's my favorite audience. So of course, I play to her. <laughs>
1: oh no well that's uh i your wife is a good sport for <laughs> putting, up She's with, the best.
2: putting up with that
1: that's awesome though.
2: eventually at some point this show will involve basketball we should probably at, get so,
1: at some point at some point at some point we need to hear what she, what she does to get revenge because i'm sure that's a thing but yeah let's she, get let's get the best yeah i'll tell
2: you stories later
1: <laughs> um We did have a transaction today. The Bulls get a new deal for Nikola Vucevic. Um, Three years, $60 I have not seen, and perhaps this isn't out yet, if there are any kind of options on the final year of this deal. Is it just a straight three-year deal?
2: Yeah, we haven't seen any. No reporting on that came out where it is, you know, Bulls have a team option or the last year's partially guaranteed or something. We don't even have the deal structure did this, his last contract, which he signed with Orlando before being traded uh, to Chicago, that started high and then was a descending deal. Does this mirror that that would make a lot of sense given Mm -hmm. his age. Um, But as far as we know right now, it's just three years, 60 million Um, over on spot track. You can go look up the bulls page. It's already in there. Um, We plug in estimated deals. We plugged it in as 20 million a year, just because that's that's the easiest way to handle these things so so we'll see what that ultimately looks like um would this deal what did you think of it because i'm curious there was a mi- mixed reaction from i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna put them in camps of non-bulls fans and bulls fans
1: i was surprised that they it, it feels like they needed to pick a direction and this is picking just kind of more of the same i thought the bulls might make some decisions to move on from some guys but I also, after the initial shock of, okay, a three-year deal, I wasn't really expecting three years. But once that wore off, I started thinking, this is probably a, hey, we're going to give you this money now and trade deadline or next year when teams come calling, if we're really looking to rebuild, this is our guarantee that we don't lose you for nothing and you get the money that you want right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, whether this get done as an extension, which is what actually happened. And to be clear, this deal is done. The Bulls have already announced it. it. It is complete. So this is an extension that's completed. For those who are wondering, too, I'll give a quick aside here. A lot of people are saying, how are Vucevic and Nas Reid already signing? But other players can, and there can't be other extensions and things. If you're extension eligible and on an expiring contract, you can extend all the way up through midnight on uh, June 30th it makes it super confusing because we get these reports after the free agency negotiations open. That'll say the, the one I very clearly remember is Gary Harris has agreed to a new contract with the Orlando magic. And it was okay as a free agent. And then it came out. No, that was actually an extension mm-hmm. that he agreed to. So, um, so going back to this new contract or extension, the bulls really couldn't replace Nikola Vucevic if they left him or let him leave my challenge with this one is I don't have a problem. If the bulls had said, go, we'll play center X. We don't really care because we're going to trade DeMar DeRozan. We'll see if we can trade Zach Levine. And we're going to tear this whole thing down to the studs and start over as best we can, but they're not going to do that. They've never done that. That's not who they are. When they've been a team that's picked high in the draft, it's because they've just been a bad team, not a purposely bad team. So, I kind of expected him to get a deal like this. Vucevic, the player, this is fine. Seventeen oh, and yeah. eleven each of the last two seasons. He's good Good percentage, right? Yeah, he's he's not a great defender. Fully get that, but he's passable. You can make it work and in the right kind of scre- scheme with the right kind of guys around him. Pretty good passer, so I have no problem with twenty million. This is, I think, a lot of what I saw was Bulls fans just very angry because it's like, cool, so ten to seven seed again and yeah that's, where we that's, are. The, that's what I'm saying and you're signing
1: up for more of the same
2: mm-hmm yeah, that's that's where I get it, right? That part of it I can't argue. But the value for Vooch, the player, it's fine. Very tradable deal. This will come mm, with a six month it. trade restriction, but whatever, that doesn't matter. He's doing it here at the end of June. That'll be up long, but right around when trade season begins anyway. So, you know, so we'll 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 see, you know, how this all comes together ultimately in the long run. But I think the value is perfectly fine for Vooch.
1: Yeah, my so my just to put a bow on this. He starts this extension on the Bulls. I don't think the Bulls are the team paying sure. him at the end of this deal. I think he, yeah. he gets traded somewhere else. Yeah. And, and this and- is fine. Look, if you're this is this is your way, like this is what the Wizards didn't do and got a lot of criticism for it because they just let guys walk away. I think yeah. I'd prefer this route. If I'm a Bulls fan, if the plan is indeed, hey, we're going to sign to this deal. And we're taking the gamble that he doesn't have some catastrophic injury between now and whenever, you know, we put him on the market, but we're going to make sure that we don't let him just walk away for nothing. We're going to get some kind of asset when later on this year or next year or whenever we do eventually decide to pull the trigger and move on.
2: Yeah, two thoughts too. Let's see if there is some kind of team protection on that final season. If there is, it'll look a lot different. And also we'd be talking about this deal very, very differently if it was like 35 or 40 million average annual value, then it'd be like, well, what world are we doing here? 20? Whatever, that's fine. It's less than what he made last year.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. This was a real surprise. Keith, this move, Torian Prince had his option declined at $7 million and change. I thought this was like a very, I mean, a very fair value deal, a good value for Minnesota. And I went, oh, they're, they're picking that. Like when I'm looking at the list of options out there, I go, okay, clearly that's getting picked up. And yet they declined the option. Now I know there's some opportunity cost had they picked this up. There's some some things they can do now by, by declining this. But this was a surprise, and apparently it was a surprise to Torian Prince as well, who took to Twitter to thank Adrian Wojnarowski for letting him know about it. I always love when when athletes do that, just kind of like yeah. let everybody know exactly what's really going on. But uh, but I was I was still I was shocked that the Wolves decided to let him go at that price tag.
2: Yeah. And to be clear on this, and this is no criticism of you, because that's how the reporting came down. He's actually being waived. This was a non-guaranteed contract Uh, reporting, I believe did say option. Um, And there is a difference. It's not meaningful enough to really get into or care, but um, he's going to be waived from this deal at the end of the day. He won't be on the the wolves uh, books next season for any amount of money. Um, So yeah, I mean, Hey, I'm a little surprised too. Rotation player. Not, he's not the best, but he's a, he's a perfectly serviceable rotation forward, you know, to have in uh, in in your your mix there. I think you know somebody's going to get a good player now in free agency that they wouldn't have otherwise. You said for the Wolves what this opportunity costs. this should open up the full non taxpayer MLE for them, which is about twelve point four million they've been linked to Bruce Brown, which actually mm-hmm. would be a great pickup for them yeah, if they could get him. Well, what a good fit he would be. Um, so if, if that kind of plays out that way, that, that would be interesting because it also has the benefit of weakening a division uh, rival in the Denver Nuggets. So um, so we'll see. I mean, that could just be you know speculation and maybe nothing happens that way. But, yeah, I, this one, a little bit surprising, but I kind of get it if you're like, he does a lot of the same things Kyle Anderson does as far as playing the same position. We have Jade McDaniels. We've got the three bigs now locked into it's just, we, we got to you know, rebalance the roster a little bit and that's the cost of things. Yeah. And as far as no player should ever find out through the media, like you shouldn't find out you were traded, waived, whatever, through tweets like that there you know, should be a phone call that you had first from, from uh, you, know, somebody with the team, you would imagine.
1: Um. Some yes, absolutely. And we got another just bonkers news that we that we got today. I guess the wolves, they had their reason for why they, why they did this, but it was a surprise. Um NBA teams, I hope you are employing speed readers in <laughs> your salary cap department because the new CBA, 48 hours away from free agency starting up. Uh, 600 and however many, some on pages. I want to say like 647 or something. Uh, 676. That, seven, oh, even better. 676 pages shows up two days before free agency is set to start. And so teams now have to scramble to figure out what is in here just in case, because you never know, maybe something wasn't reported, something they, they gets snuck in. And this is not like light reading. You know what I mean? This not, you're not no. sitting down and reading Calvin and Hobbes or Family and Family Circus here or something like that. This is like legal document reading where every single line can have a ton of information and really important stuff packed in. And so reading a page can take a long time.
2: I, yeah. It, it's a legal document. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, legal documents are not meant to be fun reads, right. It's no. not a, you know, pop it in light read, you know, while, while I'm you know killing time here. Um, I had a front office executive this morning when they still didn't have it. And there was no definite sense of like, we're going to get it today. Um, this was the exact quote to me. We're taxiing onto the runway and about to take off, but we don't have all of our instruments working and the co-pilot is going to be finishing flight school while we're in the air. <laughs> just, I mean, that's it, that's not not true, right? That is kind of how it's all uh, coming together. So yeah, it's now, I will say this with the new CBA. The term sheet was pretty conclusive. Um, with what the changes are um, I had things flagged in there That I wanted clarity on That I've kind of highlighted And then I will get into stuff um, With with things um, Ultimately I'm where I look at in, in this Woj just tweeted In a letter to players NBPA says New CBA will provide A projected 250 million Collective increase In salaries and benefits Next season Alright mm-hmm. we'll We'll See possible and with new TV deal looming in 2025 and other Revenue streams a very real hope Is that we might earn 50 billion In salaries and benefits over Seven year term and I think That's probably you know where You know that's probably in range Right with what this is happening now Some of that would have happened anyway with The meteorites deal and the everything You know increasing but you Know yeah I mean the players did not do bad Here like there was a lot of you know Hand-wringing about you know what what how bad the players did and how it's no good. But I in in general I think that's skipping over a lot of things they did get. Um especially investment opportunities and things sure. like that. So but yeah, yeah, six hundred and seventy six pages. Table of contents, twenty two pages all by itself. That's before you even get into the document. So good Lord. Yeah, there's a lot, and um, I'll be. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's how my night
1: is going to be spent. Uh, hang on, let me go buy some stock in the various energy drink companies because <laughs> they're going to be just Very powering nice. through that. No question. Uh, yeah. Keith, we have a. Uh, this is kind of a breaking rumor, I suppose. Oh. Th- this is coming from uh, Mike Singer of the Denver Post. One team with significant interest in signing Bruce Brown away from the Nuggets is the Lakers with a full mid-level exception offer. Nuggets mm-hmm. can only offer him 7.8 million. I would have to imagine there's going to be a lot of teams. Sure. That but that also coincides with a little something I heard earlier today. So, interesting. Something to keep an eye on for sure.
2: Yeah, to me the the Bruce Brown part of it is less interesting than the Lakers having the full mid-level? Yes, sir. That's the part that gets more interesting. I just wrote about them today at Track for their off-season preview. And one of the things I said is a lot of their off-season depends on what happens with their own free agents, right? It's all, it's a not necessarily even about resigning them it's how much they resign those guys for that's going to dictate you know where everything goes you know moving forward for the Lakers so in a big big chunk of that I do want to correct something I said the other day just since we're on the Lakers topic Mm -hmm. when we were talking about Austin Reeves and I was just throwing around money figures just to do math um, I I said 120 million offer sheet that's too much he can't be offered that it's it's
1: It's, like 100
2: yeah it's right around 100 basically so that yeah, that was a bad example used by me, but a couple people who are you know cap savvy and seem to understand the stuff or have been reading the nine million articles that have been published about Austin Reeves did call it out. So yes, it's roughly a hundred million, and in, in there, you know, that's that's where it would go. So there's yeah, there's
1: all kinds of numbers out. flying around this time of year, but yeah. um, but yeah. yeah so if this mid-level? is mm-hmm. if this has any legs to it as well. What you're going to see happen is tomorrow is the deadline for the Lakers to make their decisions on Mo Bamba's non-guaranteed deal and Malik Beasley's contract option, the the club option there. Expect both of those to be declined if there is any legs to this. And again, the Lakers probably already have a sense of whether or not they really have a shot at Bruce Brown. Obviously, his fit would be great. His fit would be great a lot of places, but that's the caliber of player that they would make those kind of moves to make Mm -hmm. sure that they do have the full mid-level exception in terms of cutting loose some contracts and doing some things to make sure that they get that full MLE and then potentially using that to bring in a guy like Bruce Brown.
2: Yeah. I tend to think Mo Bamba will be waived either way just yeah. because 10.3 million is a lot for what he is as a player right now. And that even if you do stay over the cap, that's going to push you closer to the tax than you're probably comfortable with meaning the tax aprons and the like, and just decrease flexibility. What, Malik Beasley will be the real kind of key one to watch because if they They decline that team option that says to me they're going to try to be Players with that mid-level not necessarily cap space because I think that kind of That ship has sailed exactly Um, but but the yeah the, the the decline beasley that says they want to play with the mid-level and that's that. that's a, a different kind of thing which is it you know, becomes a whole other you know interesting kind of uh, subplot here to to this because i think we've all collectively kind of considered them a tax mle team to this point so uh, that'll be fun to watch play out
1: if uh if that goes down if it's bruce brown and if any of the other things at this time of year you hear a million things sure. right but there's a few other things that are out there I think Lakers fans will be very happy with their offseason if it goes with what we've been hearing. But there's so much in the wind right now. You just you never really know. Mm -hmm. But clearly what we're looking at for tomorrow uh, with those options for Beasley, for Bamba, uh, Bamba being non-guaranteed, not an option. But um, that is going to be very, very telling. And so something to keep an eye on for Lakers fans. All right. In
2: general, too, I'll just add, add yeah. one last thing. It's not really Lakers specific, but when it's a beat writer from another team suggesting that someone may be interested in them, it usually should you'll pique your interest a little bit because what happens sometimes with beat writers that cover a team, this happens within the Celtics sometimes, is you'll get fed stuff from the team that says, hey, we're interested in this and this and this. And sometimes it's like, yeah but can you can you even do that Mm -hmm. when it's coming in through another from someone who's not associated with covering a team there's not really generally a lot of speculation in there or anything like that sometimes there is i'm not going to say that's not always the case but mike singer's really good he does a great job covering the nuggets so if he's saying this there's probably something to it
1: yeah absolutely absolutely agree 100 and here we go let's get ready for free agency Mm -hmm. to start up on friday uh all right let's move on and let's get to Brooke Lopez leaning towards staying with the bucks. Not a surprise at all. I given what we saw
2: Vucevic just get, did that just kind of set the Brooke Lopez market? It's a good question. Yeah, him and Jakob Pertle both, right? Yeah. Like yeah, probably to some extent. They're probably both gonna be like, all right, give us 20 million too. Um, I, I would imagine, at least in that range. I've been I've been advocating both of them to get around that level of salary. So yeah, that, that's a good call out.
1: Um, so uh, not a surprise if he stays with them. He was a defensive player of the year candidate and, uh, and he's a great fit there in Milwaukee. So I would be, I I would be surprised if he went anywhere else with the exception of maybe the Houston Rockets come in and just blow him away with a huge offer, Mm -hmm. but that would require, I think the Rockets to miss on some of their other targets to get to that.
2: Yeah. And I think to Chris Middleton's in a similar different kind of boat, but, but similar boat where I think it's going to be the same thing. I think unless the team absolutely blows him away, he's back in Milwaukee too. I think the Bucks are, they'll make moves around the edges, but probably going to look pretty similar to the team we've seen the last couple of years and mostly running it back.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: All right, let's move on to the rockets themselves. They apparently have a two-year offer lined up for yeah, Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> a really big two-year offer with 85 million dollars. Yeah, yeah.
2: It started out as 80, then it was like 83 and change. And I'm like, where are these numbers coming from? Like just you know, just round it off. It's nothing's done yet. But yeah, it's somewhere between 80 and 85 million, which is an absurd number.
1: Uh if yeah, it, that would be like the Raptors would probably just have to throw their hands up and say, Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, go for it. Um that's a lot. Texas. That's a lot yeah. for, for Fred Van Vliet. But I, I do wonder if is this if the rap if that's already out there, that the Rockets kind of have this, is that more confirmation that James Harden is staying in Philly?
2: Yeah, maybe it's at least confirmation. Houston doesn't feel good about yeah. getting James Harden, unless it's all a smoke screen, right out of I don't know. We're seeing. I mean, the Harden stuff's all over the place. It's not quite the uh, Damian Lillard story, which I think we hit on. What we're gonna say is uh, like sands through the hourglass. So go the dames of our lives, right? <laughs> it's just perfect. Now, people are like, what in the world is he talking about? Days of our lives. People, that's the start to the show. um Soap operas. I watched them with my grandma all the time. Back in the day. Um, yeah. Stay home from school and watch Soap operas with grandma right after the price is right. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I, I, one, I hate this. Like, I don't like why Houston? That's nothing against good for Fred Van Vliet. I hope he gets you know 80 million dollars. That's awesome for him, but I I don't know. I just, I I don't love that fit. I don't, you know, I I don't like the rockets seem to be. Hey, let's accelerate this whole thing and push all in.
3: Not a big fan of
2: that whole idea, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not not a fan, but yeah, to your point, yeah, it might be a sense of all right, Harden's not coming, Harden's not coming. It's got to be Philly. I can't imagine somebody else's jumping in there with a no. deal for hard and it's people keep throwing you could this team sign and trade for him not in any realistic way because it end up hard capped and that that becomes a whole problem of itself people
1: people always go to sign and trades as a way to make the impossible possible and they're just they're yeah. just rare they just don't happen very often and for good reason for they're yeah. just logistically they're tough to pull off um but that tends to be the go-to like oh well the we don't have <laughs> enough cap space to get them. oh sign and trade we're sign gonna and do trade, that yeah
2: yeah. Easy. Oh man, nobody else thought of that. Good job. Oh my god, Joe. what? Good Sign. job. Joe oh, Luke's yeah. 89451 on Twitter. Well, well done, sir. He's
1: the the Twitter egg. Yeah. Um Great. all right. Kyrie, is it even still the
2: egg? It's just I kind of know. the grayed I out
1: think, picture now. Anyway,
2: I don't know what it is now. <laughs> I was an egg for a very long time on Twitter.
1: I just mean, I uh, uh as you I, just did, a I didn't
2: tweet for a long time. Right. I right. made up for it though.
1: <laughs> in, in volume since then. Yeah, uh, stay yeah, in Texas.
2: Minute, Get those shots up.
1: Kyrie is expected to stay with the Dallas Mavericks. No surprise there. Exactly yeah. what we've been been expecting. The only question is how many years? What kind of guarantees are on the deal? That sort of stuff. I, there's not a lot of other landing spots for Kyrie, which mm-hmm. we've talked about. Yeah. And it, just, it makes all the sense of the world for him just to, to stay with the Mavs. They roll it forward and, and see what they can do. The question is will DeAndre Ayton be joining him there? Um that's something we talked about on yesterday's show, mm-hmm. but I do think the Mavs continue to build around Kyrie, Luca, and then we'll see what they do after that.
2: Well what, what how long of a money, let's assume max ish money. How long of a contract would you give Kyrie? I
1: think three years. Yeah,
2: that's where I felt if
1: you like take it. I think three years makes makes sense. Um yep. he obviously would want more years, but you know, if I'm like, if I had him over, over a barrel and I can tell the team, tell him like exactly how many years, it's like a two-year deal. I think he's going to want four. And so I'm thinking you settle in the middle. For year. Yeah. I'd either
2: do three. If I was doing four, I'd need protections on that fourth year. Either yeah. it's not guaranteed and he can get it to be guaranteed by either, you know, performance, team performance, or, you know, whatever games played, whatever the triggers were, or I'd want to you go know, straight you know, straight up protections. I, yeah, three years feels good. That seems to be almost kind of shelf life too, to an extent is, you know, two, three years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, then, then things tend to go a little sideways on that one. So, all right, as per usual, we're right around the on the same page.
1: All right. Uh, Taylor Horton, Tucker picks up his option, had a player option for this coming season, just over $11 million for what he's going to make with the Utah Jazz. They let him kind of go nuts at the end of the season when they were Yay. resting a lot of players. It was just THT, go ahead, go do your thing. And he put up some big nights, scoring the ball, getting assists, really? rebounds. Not the most efficient, but he did put up some big nights, and he's going to pick up that, that option, and he'll be an unrestricted free agent next summer in 2024. So this will be a big, important season for him in Utah.
2: And important to note, this doesn't really change anything for the Jazz. I mean, in theory, yes, they could have opened up more cap space had he he declined his option and they moved on. But this was always the expectation is they would opt in because one of the decisions you have to make is, especially for a player his age, is that kind of money going to be waiting for me anywhere else in a single season or in a first season of a deal? It's probably not. This summer. He's probably not a mid-level target for anybody as far as using the full mid-level. So that means all right, I'm gonna you know pick it up and maybe he has another good year and then hit free agency next year when maybe a mm-hmm. better market develops for him. Jazz still, though, pending what happens with Jordan Clarkson could still have around 28 million in cap space this yeah. summer. So yep. a lot more to come for Utah.
1: All right. Another uh former Utah Jazz uh player, Lakers have guaranteed Jared Vanderbilt's contract. This was we knew this. Months ago, yeah. it was a, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Four point seven million dollars for Jared One Vanderbilt. Of the best deals in the league. Absolutely,
2: yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah. There was no question they were going to do this. Um, and now uh, he'll be under contract on a very, very cheap, team-friendly deal for for next season. And then he'll be uh, getting a new contract after that, hitting free agency mm-hmm. in the summer of twenty twenty-four. And we'll see where things go from there.
2: And I think he'll be even better this next year with the Lakers mm-hmm. a little bit more comfortable. You could tell at times you just kind of do were times where I think he just wasn't in the right places and he just yeah. kind of almost messed up actions and that stuff. But that comes with time. right? And he know. He'll now have a full off season and camp and everything to work through. So I, I think I saw some people last night that were a little like, eh, is he really, you know, do we really need him? Yeah, you, you, you do. He's he's really, really good. And for $4.7 million. Yeah. You, you need him and you want him. So And
1: he, he just turned 24. Like he's younger mm-hmm. than Austin Reeves, which yeah. most people don't realize, but like, yep. uh, he, there's still plenty of upside here with Jared Vanderbilt.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like uh, Jared. It's it kills me that he's a Laker man because you know how much I love that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, all right, let's talk about the the Pistons. They pick up the option on Alec Burks. Um, no surprise. Yeah, not not yeah. a surprise that they did. What is it? Twelve million.
2: Uh, a little over ten. Okay. Um. Yeah, a little over ten. When they didn't trade him at the trade deadline a year ago, it was a sign that they were going to going to pick this option up. We'll see if he lasts the year on the Pistons. I don't know that he will or won't, but he's part of the part of the fold for now, 30 million in cap space for Detroit on Friday. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh um, Saturday technically, but so yeah. technically, right. And last thing we've got, Javon Carter. This declines his player option. I am a Javon Carter fan. I like yeah, his game so much. Um but uh, declines his player option could wind up staying in Milwaukee. We'll see what they ultimately do there, but I do think he's going to have suitors out there on the market. I don't know what the price tag is going to be, how high the bidding might go for him, but I mean, a lot of teams say we want a scrappy, tough defensive point guard who can hit high uh, on a high efficiency from three. That's exactly what Javon Carter does. And so I do think he's going to be in demand. I I don't think he's going to break the bank to get him or anything, but he's a very solid, very sturdy, dependable reserve guard.
2: Javon Carter played in 81 games last year. That's huge. Started 39. Pretty good. Averaged eight points per game. Do you know what he shot from three last year with the box?
1: 41%.
2: Really close. 42.1%. 42.
1: 42. So, I knew it was right there.
2: Yeah. Right there. He's at just a tick under at uh, 39.7%. So just under 40% for his career from three and lifted his volume. 4.2 attempts mm-hmm. per game uh, last year as well. Tough defensive guy. One, uh, very quick cuz i know we got to go one of my favorite twitter interactions in the bubble i didn't know javon carter wore two different colored sneakers i didn't know that was a whole thing and i so i remembered in the bubble i was tweeting right wow, Javon Carter, is he wearing two different sneakers? His mom replied to me and was like, he does wear two different sneakers. And you know. And then, then she's like, he's been doing it a long time. He started doing it uh, back when he was in college and all that stuff. And I just, you know, I love it, man. It's, it, you know, moms are the best. They're, they're the best. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Javon Carter's mom sticking up for him on. Yeah. I like him even more. That that only adds yeah. to his free agent yep. value, right? Yeah. Not only do you get javon carter but you get the support of his mom's twitter account
2: and maybe there he can you know. buy a pair of sneakers instead of one of each and then he can wear the same ones. i think <laughs> so it's that, fun, that's though. the
1: <laughs> problem yeah no i don't
2: yeah imagine he has multiple pairs and don't yeah. we, do you think it's always like i always wear the left of one color and the right of another i'm gonna have to deep dive in august and find out more about about this and then what happens to the other shoe do you throw it away yeah Does he
1: mix match style? Like is one a high top and one's a low top? No, I think they're
2: the same. That would be funky. Yeah, I think they're the same. I think it's like, I'm not a huge sneaker guy. I I think it's the same shoe and it's just different colorways, right? It's like one would be red and one would be black and those kind of things. But yeah, and I, I mean, I'm all for it. It's fun. It's the NBA I grew up on in the eighties was like, you had to pick a color of shoes at the beginning of the season. And that was it. And the Celtics always wore black sneakers and everyone had to wear black on the entire roster. And it just, and then eventually they changed over to white. And they would stoop for the dumbest reason. It was because Larry Bird said, the black sneakers, we just all look slow and clunky and not fast. Like, let's switch to white. And we'll look faster. So
1: yeah, there it was. Yeah. It yeah. uh, reminds me of a, a documentary that I used to, to go over with my students all the time when we were looking at the post-World War II era and, and 1950s corporate culture as it started to emerge. And a guy said, you know, our, our company had a, a policy where we were allowed to wear any color tie that we wanted as long as it was black <laughs> and <laughs> that's and that's, uh, that, yeah. that's the way it used to be at the nba now we're seeing all these different uh different colors different variations of shoes all that kind of stuff which is which is funny. a lot of fun i think
2: yeah yeah i'm all for it yeah express yourself you know however you want as long as it's appropriate and you're good you yeah, mm-hmm. have fun it should be fun right sports should be fun
1: 100 percent
2: all right. all right, everybody. I
1: want to thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel over on the podcast side as well on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Free agency starts up just a few days. Can't wait. So, again, we're going to keep you up to date with everything going on in the basketball world. Till next time, see ya, and stay safe.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?